Dun, dun, dun. Welcome back to the Chase Ascendancy. Hey, thank you guys for joining us. This is episode twenty-eight. Today we're talking about that everyone talks about. <laughs> you know what they're talking about? The twenty-eight. Uh, we're talking about the huts. Talking about the huts. So before we jump into this, we just want to remind you to please like this video, subscribe to the channel, share this video. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Chess Ascendancy or Chess Ascendancy Podcast. And uh, we just want to make sure we get the word out there. So if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it. If you have an Instagram, share that thing to your story and uh, spread the love. Cool? Yeah. So we're jumping in today. Uh, we're a little bit on a, a kind of a... Kind of a niche conversation topic string. Yeah. So last week, um, you said it was Tim? Yeah, my buddy Tim. Asked about Jawas. Did he ever get back to you about the you episode? You know, I asked him when we were online last night. And I was like, hey, Tim, did you get a chance to listen to that Jawas episode? And he was like, no, 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 no I think I like to follow Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What a schmuck. I told him, I was like, I said, Tim, I have a joke that's in there specifically for you. And he's like, will I get it? And I say... It's for you, you ding-dong. I said, I literally go, hey, do you hear that, Tim? And then I make the joke, so I think you'll get it. Wow. Well, did anybody request this one? or did, I can't remember how this no, came no. about. By the way, Tim, I love you and I forgive you. But uh, Well, I don't know you that well and I don't forgive you until you uh, make it right. But uh, no, we were just working a, at a youth camp and oh, yeah. we were sharing a bed and I... <laughs> Was about to go to sleep, or I had just woken up, and I was like, "We should talk about the huts." <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, so we were uh, across, we were out of town, and so we were staying at a friend of mine's house, and he had one small couch and one regular sized bed, and so I was like, "Hey, I don't care." So we're brothers, man. We've been sharing beds for God knows how long. Oh, there's a really funny story I want to tell, but it's probably inappropriate for it this is company. It is inappropriate. I know what story you want to tell, and let's not tell that story. <laughs> let's not tell the story. Okay. Anyways, I remember that now. Yeah. It was probably two in the morning. We were watching Netflix. Both of us are falling in and out of consciousness. And he's like, let's talk about the hunts next Friday. So, it feels like it's been a while since we've recorded together because we recorded we last recorded week's episode. We two weeks ago because we just did the last one. On the Tuesday before, yeah. So, today we're talking about the huts. So, we're going to break everything down. Talk about where they're from, different things like that. Kind of give you some specifics. A lot of people only know Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Um, but there's more where that came from. Yes, yes, yes. And so we'll break that down. And then towards the end, we'll kind of break into some Legends material. Because mm. um, there's some there's some neat stuff in tasty, there. Tasty, tasty Legends. It's kind of like when you're cleaning the couch and you're like, there's my M&Ms. Do you eat those? Do you eat those M&Ms? It depends. You don't? Sometimes I'll yeah, it see... depends on where, where are they, you know? Mm-hmm. If they just uh, fall on the couch and they're just in the little, the sliver between the two seats and not back in like the butt crack of the couch where the ants live, yeah, I don't. Know. I might eat those. I don't know. I've seen your kid pull stuff out of the couch and he's like, and I'm like, no, like it's in slow motion. And, may, and your wife may see. She's like, that's eh, all right. It's good for his immune system. Yeah. I guess so, dude. I think Mike and Ike could survive a, a nuclear nuclear wasteland. Bombing, atom bomb. Fun fact about me, I hate it when people say nuclear. I've, yeah. had, I've had like really intelligent people say nuclear, and I was like, show me that second you. <laughs> show it to me. Nuclear warfare. Hooked it's small. Phonics. Nuclear, like the nucleus, it's just like and then the, the tiniest the bomb of all time. Is his nucleus. <laughs> so, um, any news for the folks this week? I'm trying to remember. I'm coming up dry. 
you always spring this on me and it's never written out. Uh, not that I can recall. Things are going great. A, a cool book came out uh, this week. I haven't read it, so I won't be able to give it a review, but it's called... Uh, so a while back, there was a book called um, Star Wars Myths and Legends, and it was kind of like a mythology, like really old school Jedi, really old school Sith type of thing. Um, and this one's called Dark Legends, I want to say. So maybe one's Myths and Fables. Is this the one with the uh, question mark lightsaber? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that one's finally out, so look it oh, up really? at your local Barnes & Noble or your local Amazon.com. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a cheaper, you know, it's like 15 bucks versus like a usual hardback, it's like 25 bucks. Um, but it's pretty cool. It's got some different stuff in there, past stuff. And um, yeah, I'm very looking forward to reading it and giving maybe a little short review. Do you remember when Amazon was just for books? Like that's all they sold? I do remember, I remember that. that. I had to get a book for school, and mom's like, let's go to this new site called Amazon.com. I was like, it's a fad. Go to Barnes & Noble. Little did we know. Yeah. It's going to be buying toilet The printing there. press is for newbies. Legend of Korra. Uh, so today we're talking about the huts and um, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your thought on the huts, eh? I, I, I think I was thinking about it because we were listening to Mall Lockdown. That was the book mm -hmm. I was listening to at the time. And it just seemed to me that the huts are kind of everywhere. They are. You know what I mean? Uh, every portion of the galaxy, the huts have their little pie. Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe at one point George Lucas kind of envisioned them as the mafia. Um, oh, definitely. I think it was kind of subtle because he didn't even have close to an Italian accent. But then in Clone Wars, you see the coalition of the huts. And yeah. One of them like literally has like slick back and a pencil black mustache. hair and a, and a pencil mustache. I was like, we weren't even yeah. Trying later to be later in the here. episode, I have the listed of the. The leader of the coalitions of the huts. He's like, got the pizzeria. <laughs> I, eat the, I eat the whole thing. It's a good idea, and I stand by. Fettuccine, the hut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you remember Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs? Yeah, I do think about that a lot. And it's like, and he, he died because he got that. locked in his limon. He ate himself. He's a pizza he eats pizza. Dude, I will say though, if you go back and watch Spaceballs, that pizza looks Dude, that was a cheesy pizza. Amazing. That's what every pizza on every commercial looks like, but mm -hmm. they've got like Elmer's glue in there and the rest of the pizza is like nailed to the So do you know why pizzas are like that on commercials? Yeah, because they have Elmer's glue. No, in there. They don't use sauce on their pizzas on the commercials. Just cheese? They they just do the cheese. And then the I've, I've seen them like what? like behind the scenes stuff where people who do those commercials yeah. like show you everything. And they like they'll put glue in there oh, so yeah, it pulls yeah. apart and everything. Wow. It's a low blow. Hey, and then you it? get your pizza delivered to you, and it's like folded on top of itself in half, and the corners like this, like just twitching. <laughs> it looks like that cricket I hit on the road, <laughs> you know, just like barely clinging to life. What's uh, <clears throat> they put something? I think they put dish soap at the very bottom of like a uh, beer mug, yeah. and that way it real foams over all nice. Yeah. Which is funny because I used to uh, as like a, a lie, as a kind of a side gig during my. Bible school days, I used to work at, as a food vendor at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, 
And boy, do those rodeo folks get ticked when there's any foam at all. They're like, that's less beer. Pour it out. I really have people tell me to pour out their entire beer so that I could give them no foam. I remember that we were watching. But every beer commercial ever is like, look at all this foam. I think we were watching Django in Christoph Waltz's character is pouring himself a beer after he instigates something with the bartender so that he goes to get to the sheriff that he wants to kill. Mm -hmm. And he has, you know, the little... Little, thing where he scoops the the Stella Artois the thing. Yeah, and you're like, maybe? man, what I would have given to have one of those. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the perfect thing because if people don't see it foam over, they don't really care. But for whatever reason, as soon as it gets to the top, they're like, too much. But the key is you tilt the glass. Right. Yeah. But no, nobody told me that. He's German, so he knows how to pour a beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a lager. Yeah. And when he does it, it's cooler. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so here's the cool thing. Um, so the huts, H-U-T-T-S, uh, not to be confused with huts like pizza, um, they're from the planet Nalhutta. Nalhutta. And that place is, uh, it, it is slug. what you would expect to be the home planet of a giant slug species. Yeah. It's it basically a sauna. It's gross. It's a it's, trash sauna. It's, 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 I'm not going to say what I was going to say. But it's a, it's a big swamp. It's a big old swamp. The thing that really shocks me is that for a species that's very slug-like, Tatooine seems like the worst place in the world. Like, the heat not isn't a big deal, but the dry heat. You feel like the humidity would be necessary. Yeah, that's why it's swampy. Yeah, I'm saying it just make it's funny to me that... Oh, that he would go to Tatooine? He sets up shop on Tatooine. And actually, uh, it's addressed in Plagueis, that idea. And... Uh, Plagueis was obviously making shady deals with the powerful people in the galaxy behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gardula was looking to take over Mos Eisley. And so that's, I guess that's how they pinned in that you saw Gardula and Jabba in the Phantom Menace mm -hmm. at the... Mos Espa pod race? Yeah. And the Boon to Eve classic? Yeah, she was looking to take that over, you know, because it was going to be the biggest pod racing event in the galaxy, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, which I guess, as far as space gambling goes, is a big deal. And uh, the immune Plagueis was talking about how the twin sons would tend to dry him out. And she's like, good thing that longevity is natural to my species. And I was like, <laughs> all right, all right, Gardula. Hey, what's, you know what's weird? Is you would think that, like, you would think that Tatooine being kind of a backwater and being kind of a... A shady back alley planet you would think that no empire means way more lawlessness and way more business why do you think it is that in the mandalorian in episode five when they go back to tattooing everything's so empty oh episode five of the mandalorian i was thinking you were saying not empire Strikes mandalorian back. sorry and episode five no no, no no the one where he has to go hunt down it is episode five yeah i just watched the series again it's still so good it is really good what was your question? Well, when they go into that bar, it's like desolate. Yeah, I think, and it, it, it's kind of like well, because Jabba's dead. Mm. He was he was running everything, and so when he died, everything kind of dried up. Also, that Wookiee wasn't running the cantina anymore, so droids. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there was a. Yeah, I would think that you would want to take over whatever Jabba left behind, but I guess most of his crew blew up on well, the katana. And then we have. Uh, Crap, we talked about him. Space Sheriff. You know, they're Cop trying... Cop Vanth. Yeah, Cop Vanth. He's trying to institute order. Freetown. 
So it seems like Timothy Oliphant. The good old boys are trying to hold it down. Yeah, hold it down on Tatooine after Jabba. Song, song of the sound. Kind of like a, uh, kind of like a opposite version of what Maul was trying to do around the Order sixty six time. You know, he's just trying to seize some of the control in the chaos, and they're yeah. trying to instill order in the chaos. Interesting. The power vacuum. Interesting. It's a good idea. I stand by. Um, so here's a pretty cool thing. I looked it up and I found all the colors that huts can come in. With all the colors of the wind. Uh, <laughs> okay, so they range in color from black. So that would be kind of cool. A black hut would be dope. Um, blue, brown, gold, green, mottled brown, which, what does that mean? Modeled brown, but different. Keep going. <laughs> brown and browning brown. I don't know. Um, you think of like blue and heather blue as different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, purple, tan. Which is zero. Zero is kind of purple. Yeah. Zero. The hub is purple, and then you have tan, and then you have white, which is actually a genetic defect. And it talks about if you look it up online, um, Wikipedia. So hopefully, not just some rube <laughs> wrote this on there. Um, but it said that if they, um, as they grew. Because, of course, they, they start real small, but as they keep growing, as they get older, yep. um, one of the adverse effects of growing or of, like, their, they have a very unhealthy lifestyle is that it would affect their skin. And they're just one big skin, basically. So they could lose their pigmentation. You know, the skin is the largest organ of the body. Yeah. Yep. It's good. We're all good just one big skin. Well, they're, a, they're just mostly a skin. Um, so... Uh, I feel like but there's a could, lot of juice in there. They could lose their their pigmentation in their skin, and it said that their skin would crack and split open. And that's why I was saying it's interesting to me that Java would on purpose be on Tatooine. Can words. you imagine how much like eczema cream you'd have to invest in? Yeah, it's like think about how dry Arizona is now. Do that times oh, yeah, two. Oh yeah, I know. Two when suns. I went to go visit Flagstaff for spring break a few years back, it's like the first time in my life I had to buy hand lotion. Really? Like you my, had to buy hand lotion? Yeah, my hands were cracking open. In half? Yeah, all the way off. They canned. <laughs> and then yellow, which is kind of, I guess between tan and yellow is what Java is, and a little Dude, green. can we just talk about for a second how old Zero's mom had to have been? Yeah. She she's was a, huge. Yeah. She's in the notes. She's huge. Yeah, she's massive. She's, yeah, she's like my 600-pound life. She's wearing like those, those starfish bras. Was she? I forgot. I, I seem to remember her having starfish something on Look her. Look it up. And she throws one at Vosh. Shut remember up. that? No. Look it up. Um, so here's what's really th really, uh, one thing that's really cool is that they have, th they have three lungs. Yeah. Which... Uh, we hear that in Master and Apprentice. Yeah. Uh, there's that one hut that's basically like smoking, uh, like, meth, I guess, but it's spice. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, inhaled enough to fill up all three lungs. Wow. What a hole. Her um, name's just Mama. Yeah, that's just her name. Mama. <laughs> Mama? I can't remember how Zero's voice sounds. It's very... Well, it's Mama. Like, it's very, like, feminine Here. southern Georgia. You see this? Here, I'll, I'll come over. Starfish-like. Mm. It's like those little fish that you she's, see on the outside of a shark. She's gross. Woo, that room must have smelled rough. Um, so they have three lungs, and they thrive in uh, sauna-like environments, is what it says. 
And uh, I believe that it's really strange because they live such unhealthy lives, but they have, like you said, they have such longevity. They have uh, basically, it's kind of like it a seems jellyfish. To me like, they're, like they just kind of live forever. Well, I was about to say like lobsters. Lobsters never die. Did you know that? Wow. They either uh, get killed or they get so big that it expends too much energy to molt and then they die of exhaustion. Oh but they'll God. just continue to grow forever indefinitely. What's the biggest lobster ever, you think? It was like several hundred pounds. It was, Bruh, it was a fat sick. Uh, so yeah, it just says that they live for centuries and centuries. And if, I'm sure that their way of living and kind of their lifestyle of... Like you said, well, yeah, mobbing around well, and, and gangsters and all that stuff, I'm sure shortens their life very expectancy. no loose ends as well. You know, if one hut happens to turn on the other huts, you know, that's the end of that hut's life. Like Zero thought he was going to blackmail the, you know, main the hut. Fa the families? Yeah, like the board mm -hmm. <laughs> of the huts. And, and they hired uh, your boy. Actually, they hired Trumpet Mouth. Well, that's true. Are you better? Yeah. But they're trying to get Ugh. Cad Bane to do it first, day. kiss in Star Wars history. Ugh. Was that size noodles? The girl that sings in... and No, 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 no. Different not the same? One. Different one. But same species. Same species. So, um, yeah, Zero turns on the ruling families and they kind of hunt him down. Um, and so, basically, if you look it up, as long as they've been around, they've been involved in crime. And, like, heavily involved and kind of running yeah. the market in they their seem to corner be... of space. So... Job we learn from Jedi is impervious to Jedi mind tricks, which is indicative of a strong will. He's one of the more powerful huts, so it's kind of something that you would expect. Right. But it seems to be, you know, something of their species. But they, yeah, they're very determined. Yeah. And it's they're kind of their mind is kind of the opposite of their physical appearance. Right. Like they're very sharp. They're not slow. They're not sluggish. They're right. very. They have plans, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like Jabba, he's he's a tough cookie. He's, yeah, he's uh, he's on top of it all, <laughs> shall we say? Poor whoever is underneath there. God bless those poor um. Twi'lek women. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh, it's either that or the Rancor, man. What are you gonna? Did I, I guess I'll take the Rancor. I'd rather get eaten than that's, smushed. That's where I'm at, but. Um, so, uh, that's kind of like their lore. I mean, you could go super deep into all Can their different lore. Can you imagine that Twi'lek as Lois under Peter when he was asking if he could eat a Pop-Tart in bed? Lois, can I have a like Pop-Tart in bed, please? slithers off of his palanquin. Lois, are you downstairs? And he, you know, just slithering <laughs> off of there, and then that Twi'lek's like... <laughs> Dude, yeah. Imagine, there's got to be no AC in his palace... Because he needs the heat. He's got to have the... But he needs the heat. He needs the, the mugginess. He probably has anything... Looks, you he know, probably he's got has those those humidifiers. Oh, yeah. my God. And Luke goes in there wearing black. You know what? Just get as hot as you can in the sun and then go inside and just... Dude, the swamp... He's a Jedi. You know what's in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I think the word you're looking for is must. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> Ugh. Can you imagine just somebody like Lando like having to like go undercover and be in there for several weeks? Oh, he yeah, hated his it life. It probably smells like rotten Brussels sprouts Ugh. between your thighs. <laughs> mm. 
Um, okay, so uh, notable huts. So of course you have Jabba the Hut. Jabba the Hut. Uh, but those, you know, Jabba's been around since the original Star Wars, and um, in name only when Star Wars was first released. Because you got to remember that that scene where the Falcon's there and you hear Jabba going Solo, Solo. That was an additional scene that they added in the '90s, um, and really it was there to showcase Jabba. Because that re-release came out before Phantom Menace and Jabba was going to be in that. But it was also to showcase Boba Fett because Boba Fett had become a fan favorite. And so it was cool to have um, him already there. So the scene's already there, Mm -hmm. obviously, because you have Harrison Ford from the 70s. But um, if you look it up, there's a human. There's this Mm -hmm. big, fat human guy who's kind of got a Scottish accent that's playing Jabba. You're just kind of occupying the space. Yeah. And he's walking around. He, why you defray poor Greedo like that? Why you do that, Solo? And uh, it's funny because it kind of makes the joke funnier that Han says, "Java, you're a wonderful human being," because yeah. he's looking at a, a guy that's a human. Yeah. Um, and they even had the presence of mind to put a little box mm-hmm. behind For that gentleman so he could step on his tail. And that's one of my favorite sounds in Star Wars is whenever Han steps on his tail and he goes, "Wah!" Um. Also, I was surprised with, in that little scene that they added, I was shocked with how mobile Jabba was. Yeah, you usually don't see him. Uh, he was, he was, he, he pretty was, much stays put. He was slugging around pretty quick there. I mean, how does he get through the door? Bigger doors. He owns the city, man. I like your... <laughs> That's how he does it. It's, it's like he's dragging, you know, he's literally dragging his whole... Dude, think about, like, if you ever walk a... through mud, you know, you're just like... Trudging? Yeah, just freaking like your... That leg never comes off the ground. That sound? That sound... Like he's... When you're watching a movie and you hear... Oh, God. Kylo. And you're like, stop looking at yourself! Tell your dog. Um, Freaking Kylo has no shame. I know. Just licking that ween. (laughs) Dude, it's raw, bro. It's the look that he gives me when I'm like, bro, <laughs> seriously? And he'll go, they were me. Oh my God, it's so gross. Dude, the other day I got home, and of course you know he gets on the couch when we leave. We can't do anything about it. We started putting like some of the boys' like yeah, toys saw. and stuff on there, and he just knocks it over now. Yeah, and so I, I'm like, whatever. It's a lost cause. So I just, I, there's no, I take all the pillows or blankets off of the couch so they don't get all stinky. 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 But um, he was on the brown couch, right? The real long one. Yeah, and yeah. then when I open up the front door, he gets nervous and he jumps from the brown couch to the white couch. And I was like, what are you doing? And so I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. So I had him jump back and forth a couple of times. And Macy's like, well, you can't get mad at him now. You're teaching him to do it. That's not really what my wife sounds like. But anyways. I think it's pretty much what she sounds like. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you, Macy. But yeah, I just think when you're walking in episode four, when you're walking and the camera's kind of behind Luke and Han and Obi-Wan and all those guys as they're walking through those kind of tighter passageways to get into that hangar where the Falcon is. Long snoot. Yeah. That was a cool story too from from Surfing. That was a cool story. I liked that. I was like, dang, just get this long snoot back to his family. 
right? I actually um, liked him a little bit, and I was like, don't make me like this guy. I know, because I've always hated his guts. Scum. Yeah. But freaking snitch. So think about that. If like if it's just a regular sized door, how's Java getting through there? Do you think he has like a hovercraft that just takes him to the, over the top? No, I think I think there's just bigger doors elsewhere. Yeah. He's he's Jabba. If he wants, you know what I mean. He like, comes in through the garage. Yeah, basically. I mean, you see the people in My Six Hundred Pound Life get through that double wide trailer door. Dude, there was one episode of My Six Hundred Pound Life recently where he's like, they were ah, my leg. <laughs> they were he's moving. like, you're fine, you're fine. He's like, my leg, and he's like, we're not pulling your leg. <laughs> he's like, pull your elbows, and he's like, I can't. They were moving this person out of their house, and of course, they haven't moved out of their house in twelve years. God knows how long. And this person lived in a, a modular home, and so it was it was elevated, so it had a ramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get down, and they had to, they had like twelve people from the local fire de- fire department come in, and put in like Benjamin Franklin jacks, like making sure they had the extra support on the ramp. Oh my god, that's crazy, dude! Imagine oh, being that fire, fi- that firefighter, and you're like, "Sign me up! I'm gonna save lives! I'm saving lives!" And then they're like, "All right, buddy, first day on duty. I need you to move this person with a pancake for a butt to." You know what the though? Local I, hospital. They never seem to mind. They yeah, they're seem, on camera. Yeah, but even in their facial expressions, they don't really... They've got good bedside manner. They're probably in awe. They're probably like... I don't know. They seem to be... In complete shock. Are you telling me that like you have the opportunity to be a part of that team and you're going to turn it down? No, I'm just saying, imagine being a firefighter and you think you're going to rescue like people and animals from burning buildings and you're rescuing someone from themselves in their mobile home. Just imagine it's on fire. It's condemned. <laughs> Keep rolling. <laughs> what if you start putting out the fire with the hose and she's like, hey, can I get some soda? There's so much water. <laughs> they want a fire hose of Coke. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> I'm sorry. Krispy Kreme's is fire retardant. Um, notable characters. Obviously, a job of the hut. Um, but to me, the most, <laughs> the most notable additions that are, they expanded that hut world to me personally mm-hmm. as a Star Wars fan. And you can be kind of more of a surface level fan and get these characters is the ruling family, the ruling council I from Clone was, Wars. I thought that was a cool concept because up till yeah. then, each of the huts seemed to be autonomous. They did their own yeah. thing. They were lone free rangers. Right. <laughs> uh, to quote Chicken Run. But they were also, um, they were very... They were iffy about interacting with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean, like they would so I like the idea best to not step on each other's toes. Yeah. But they also had like vendettas. <laughs> step on each other's yeah, I got toes. It. Yeah, because they don't have feet or toes. Uh, what if they did? They're just... Just a little, little teensy weensy feet right at the base of the uh, paunch, I guess is the right term. Ooh. Um, <laughs> that would be really funny. Two little slippers. Like uh, like Earl from Dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. He's just like little bitty feet. Yeah, you got it. Hey, you know what I thought was always a really smart invention for Dinosaurs, the show that you're talking about? The armrests. That his recliner is just two stationary. It's just two armrests. It's not he just gets there and just goes. Yeah, that is brilliant. Um, So the the Hut ruling council was actually founded. I thought it was kind of like a hey zeros mucking it up. Let's join together. But this thing had been established fifteen thousand years before the Battle of Yavin. That's pretty cool. And so, you know, 
maybe the longest standing yeah like older than like the republic yeah. <laughs> the longest standing um, council to to date <clears throat> but in the clone wars you have basically your there's uh Reggaeton the hut. There's five. There's five major. Chef Boyardee. They, they, they call it the five ruling families. The spice meet the ball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you have Jabba the Hut, and he's like the leader, and then the co-leader is Marlo, and he's the Jackie Gleason character that you were referring to earlier. Um, and as you can see in my notes, I love to put pictures for us to look at. We can put we can put them in the uh, video as well, I guess. Um, but. Are the names uh, above the pictures or underneath? The yeah, pictures? they're above. Right. So Marlo is uh, kind of the mob boss, the Italian spicy meatball guy, and then you have Aroc, who is that cool? He's like a blue and yellow. Uh, he's the one that I remember the least. He's just like a poison dart frog. Yeah, he does. He's the one that I remember the least. He's the one that I was like, oh, I don't remember that guy. And then you have a character named Gorga, um, and I remember him because he has like that truck driver uh, headpiece on. <laughs> With the monocle, it's yeah. very all-inclusive. It's the Swiss Army Knight of headgear. Yeah, it's like white trash, modular cell phone speaker with upper Englishman <laughs> monocle. It's all in solid gold, though. The only um, thing it's missing is the built-in top hat. There's a guy that... Uh, well, I've seen a picture of a hut with a top hat on, just like a fan fiction thing. Um, there's a guy that... Uh, he has kids in the daycare at uh, the church I work at. And I'm interested he, to see where this is going. He um, he's a truck driver for a living, and so he has like this big headset with a oh, yeah, yeah. with a mouthpiece with a mouthpiece coming down. What's that for? It's it's just for talking on the phone comfortably without having to hold your phone up. Legally, they're not allowed to be on the phone while they're driving, so they use Bluetooth headsets. Right. So it's funny because he'll just drive. It seems up his, like overkill to me. He'll but drive. I don't his, do it. I'm I think sure he's just I'm sure so used to it, it that he just drives up to the parking lot, and I just see him get out. And he'll be like, yeah, you know what it is? And he's just like joking around. And the first time I saw that, I was like, is he gaming? <laughs> like he's just still on this house's wife. Is he a mid-1990s pop star and he needs his hands free? Right, exactly. The Britney Spears of the Huts is Gorga. Um, and then lastly, you have Oruba, not to be confused with Aruba, the uh, the island. Um, and he's got, uh, he's kind of like a Roman Catholic looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> the cardinal. He's got like he does. He has like a little pope outfit on. Monsignor Aruba. Um, and so he's got a little. That's a position in the Catholic. Is church. that hair or is that a hat? You never can tell. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's both. It's you know how Gorga's got the mouthpiece. I I I I wear. Mm-hmm. You know he's got the hair hat. <laughs> the hair hat. I like it. Um, so then you have Zero the Hut. Zero the Hut's kind of the mama. He's like that southern, that high-pitched southern draw accent. He's kind of the guy that he's too uh, greedy for his own good. Uh, it could be anything. You can't tell, huh? I know. I was looking at it for like an hour. But you can't tell if it's hair or if it's like a little... Uh, or if it's just like... What the freak are those French hats? Berets? It uh, looks like a beret a little bit. Uh, it's really hard to tell. And I can't tell because he has that other little outfit. The rest of his outfit makes me think it's think, a beret. Yeah, I think it's a hat because it matches his cape too well. Exactly, exactly. Um, so then you have Zero Dude, the Hut. he has <clears throat> lost some sleep over stuff. He's got some bloodshot eyes. Dude, it's not just bloodshot eyes. It's bloodshot bags under his <laughs> eyes. Like, he looks like he's been crying. Yeah, he's probably been smoking some, some uh, he's spice. Got, spice. He's got some stretch marks for sure. 
He really does. Yeah, he has. He needs to go to a doctor for his varicose veins. Gross. He kind of looks like someone I know, but I'm not going to mention it because I don't want to be hurt by his feelings. But I'll say it after the podcast is done recording. Oh my god. Um, he looks, li- and then you have Zero the Hut, who actually, in the grand scheme of things, is kind of the. Um, you can tell he's a young pup because he's not that big. Yeah, he's kind of smaller. I was going to say, but then on the other side of the scale, you have Zero's mama. Mama. <laughs> That's, literally that's goes literally by mama like. like if you look up zero the hut's mom she has to be the longest living hut at that point in time yeah how old do you think she is she's ancient she's old mama the are, hut are you looking it up yeah i'll look it up all right wikipedia mama the hut so she's part of the desilogic clan which, which is the same as Jabba. Which is Jabba's. So this is weird because she is... It says Mama was an elder obese female hut. Aren't they all? Yeah, but she's like over the top big. She's a big girl. And she's um, she's Zero's mom, but she's, she's Jabba's, Jabba's grandmother. grandmother. How does that work? Maybe, maybe Zero's, I guess that would be Ebor, would be Jabba's dad or mom. Elder. Yeah. Maybe he was just significantly older than Zero. Yeah, because they lived for hundreds of years. Yeah. So he could technically be like... Jabba could be his nephew and but still older. be older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some southern things right Dude, there. Do you remember when I sent you that gift that it's like, I'm you both your niece and your aunt. And I <laughs> yeah. actually went and drew out diagrams for myself to kind of plot that out. And the only one that was completely by birth... Is that if your sibling had a kid with your grandparent, and that's how it would be both your niece and your aunt. So that's disgusting. Welcome to the things you never needed to know. Um, now there is a character um, named Gracchus the Hut, which is a very cool character. Um, it says she was born sometime before ten twenty one BBY. So she's a thousand years old. Yeah, she's a thousand plus. They don't have a source on that, but that's all I can find. Um, so he, she, she became is, the wife of Papa. Papa? Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense if that's all you know. Um, so Gracchus the Hut is... Um, he's the only known muscular hut. And he is canon because uh, he's in the new Star Wars comics. And he... Uh, He's, it's weird. He's still a hut, but he's got like biceps and stuff. I'll, say, I'll uh, save you a Hold uh, up. I'll show you a picture. It says Ebor was Jabba's uncle. Oh, so I guess like. Is Zero Jabba's dad? No way. Do some sleuthing. Um, so. Gracchus is, dude, he's like jacked. He's got a six pack. He's like really muscular for a hut. But the cool thing is he was in shape enough that he and like his clan that he was in charge of were, uh, they had cybernetic legs. So they kind of looked more like a caterpillar and that's how he moved. Um, but he's, he's big dude. And he was still alive during, um, after A New Hope. And he has a run-in with Luke Skywalker. 
there's got to be other... Maybe there's other siblings of theirs that isn't mentioned. I want this. What is it? It's a beanbag? The Jabba the beanbag? <laughs> Dude, heck yeah. Maybe it'll drool on your ear every once in a while. Mm, gross. His tongue's probably the grossest thing about him. I am Yeah. Um, so in filming for Return of the Jedi, it took 12 puppeteers to run Jabba the Hutt's body. Some serious girth. So you had like two or three people in his tail, then you had two or three people in his gut, and then you had like the cyber, cybernetic type stuff running for the so eyes and tongue and such. Zero and Ebor have a sibling. Do either one of them job as mom or dad? Mm-mm. Um, so here is, uh, that's kind of the main thing we know from canon, but in Legends, uh, it's really cool because, um, so Pablo Hidalgo said uh, somewhere in the recent, few, uh, recent past that huts have <clears throat> two specific genders, male and female, because in Legends content, uh, huts were hermaphrodites. They could kind of choose. And uh, so it would say, like, if you were to look up in the past, it would say that Java was hermaphroditic with a male personality. Like, I, don't, I think past a certain point, you probably can't switch back and forth, but, like, you would choose, I guess. Um, but in Legends, they were hermaphrodites, and they were known to... Um, there was at least one person from Legends uh, named uh, Beldorion who was a Force-sensitive hut. That's a pretty cool concept. Um, and it's a pretty cool thing because he's not just Force-sensitive, he's like pretty strong in the Force, it turns out. So he was a Jedi Knight who was That's discovered... That's the most surprising bit to me. Yeah. That he was a Jedi, because they seem like they would have a natural bent towards the dark side. So check this out. So he's a Jedi Knight who uh, was discovered and joined the Order 400 years before the Battle of Yavin. So he's about 400-something years old. Um, and he survived the purge because... Do you think him and Yoda wouldn't have been good friends? They're like two of the only Jedis that lived mm, that long. Maybe. It would be interesting. I'd have to find the Legends material that he's in and read it and see if they make mention. I mean, you think they would be kind of close. They lived together for 400 years. Yeah, but at the peak of the Jedi, there was like 10,000 of them, so... Yeah, but how many of them around for 400 years? That's true. It'd be kind of like, yeah, as you get older, it's just like... You yeah, would just have would, to be closer and closer. He would just be your only equal. But I mean? here's the here's the thing. When he was young, right after he became a knight, and I don't know how... I feel like they age... I don't know. It's all fake biology, but I imagine they age just slightly slower than humans, if at all, and they just last a long time. It seems like they just exist in the at their peak for a long right. time. So it talks about him... Um, him being sent to uh, a planet called Namturios. And he, when he was sent there, him and whoever his partner was, after they, right after they became Jedi Knights, so I'm guessing like between 20 and 25 years old, if they do have that same aging process as humans, right? So imagine, you know, 350 years before uh, the Battle of Yavin, he gets sent to Namturios and their mission fails. And as a result of their mission failing, there's frustration between the two of them and they both turn to the dark side. Nice. Um, I didn't look it up, but I would be interested to know if Namturios is kind of like a, a world that is heavier in the dark side where you could be more swayed. Mm-hmm. Um, so because he was on Namturios kind of hiding out, fell to the dark side, he survived the purge. Because he was not an active Jedi at that time. He kind of just walked away from it. 
Um, and so he was actually pretty strong in the force and his special ability was force storm. And so it's not like a wide ranging, like citywide, like we live in mm-hmm. Houston. So like if there's a storm covering the whole city, it's like a, it's it's big, like a freaking storm. hurricane. Um, but in small areas, he could combine basically force whirlwind and force lightning and create storms to like ravage like a small so, town. So that would have been similar to the storm that you see Bane conjure. Right, the Brotherhood of Darkness. Exactly. Destruction. Um, so, like, you could think of a small, like, a smaller town, like most Eisley on Tatooine. I bet you he could, like, cover that. And um, here's a tip: <clears throat> you need to cool something real quick. Here we go. Wrap it in wet paper towel. Stick that bad boy in the freezer for like 15 minutes. And you got a cold one. Frosty. Nice and tasty. But yeah, I think I think that concept is cool because. Inside canon material, you don't really see the Jedi or the Sith actually swaying the weather outside of Yoda doing the lightning, which is the first Jedi we see do lightning. Oh, yeah. I guess Ray, but... He, I mean, yeah, it's different. It's not coming from his hand, I know, but... He does have a connection, though, to it. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Think about that. I'm trying to think. Is there other Jedis that... I mean, I guess Dooku does. But he was kind of dark sidey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, but when yeah, when he was training, yeah, when he was training Qui Gon, he used Force Lightning on a an assassin. Oh yeah, that was a very dark side moment. Actually, he used Force Lightning in his when he was a Padawan as well. Oh really? I don't remember that. Yeah, when he went with, uh, he was on that dark side planet, and he accidentally used it on the uh, the Death Cult. Hmm. That's kind of ringing the bell a little bit. Uh, so this Hut Beldorian, he gets he doesn't get stuck, but he fails on his mission, falls to the dark side, and as him him and his other partner that was sent with him falls to the dark side, and uh, Beldorian kind of sees him as uh, the weaker of the two of them, and he ends up killing him. And uh, nice. man, it's like so he joins the Jedi Order 400 BBY, and it's like 19 ABY after the Battle of Yavin. So you know 400 and 19 years later, I guess, something like that, uh, or 400 years after he's stuck there. By that time, he has ruled, he's taken over the entire planet, which is very hut-like. You kind of said yeah. that seems like unhut-like for to be a Jedi. Um, and so uh, none other than Leia Organa Solo herself goes, cool. and they fight in a hand-to-hand lightsaber combat, and, um, and she ends up killing him. So in canon, it's cool because in the... Uh, I think it's the book Bloodline, I want to say, um, by Claudia Gray. Um, she's the one who wrote she, that. She's known to weak ways, or weak ways? Anyways, she's known to many cultures around the galaxy as the Hut Slayer. That's cool. Um, and she doesn't really I want... I mean, that would be a rare title. There aren't very many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't really want that title because it kind of speaks of her as violent versus peaceful, which is kind of her what she's going for. Mm-hmm. Um, but to like the average person, it's like... No, you should you should own this title. Like yeah. you're a you're a freedom fighter, basically. It's almost like in the uh, original Thrawn trilogy, in uh, Heir to the Empire, she was known as Lady Vader. Lady Vader mm-hmm. to the Nogri. That was cool. Yeah, and to her, she was like, "No, no, I don't identify with that." And they're like, "No, it's a it's a good thing." And so she like, "Well, that's me, you know, me, Lady Vader doing that Lady is Vader things." Um, so she ends up uh, defeating. Beldorian in uh, one-on-one combat, and he has a cool quote. He says, "I may be older and slower, but I'm still 
uh, powerful. I'm still Baldorian or whatever he is, what his name is. Um, so, yeah, I need to look into that. I need to look into that content and see if there's something out there that's like a a book or a comic or something, mm-hmm. and I'll have more deets at a later date. Um, so yeah, that's that's the only hut that we know of that was force sensitive, but it seems like he was pretty strong in the force. Um, so I thought of a cool couple of questions to wrap up um, to wrap up the episode. Okay, what is your favorite hut memory? Do you have one already picked out? Mm. I don't either. I have one that's funny. Um, so whenever episode one was about to come out, they were re-releasing the original trilogy in theaters to get everybody hyped up. And um, when they did so, I remember it was really important to our dad for all of us to go see them. And there were no issues really through episodes four and five. But then when six came out and we all went to the movies, um, Job of the Hut came on screen. And my mom looks over at us and she's like almost in tears and she's like, I've got to go. I can't look at this. I can't watch this. And so that makes me laugh. I cried as a baby. Yeah, but that's different. You were like four. Yeah, but mom was just like looking for an excuse to get out. And so she pulled pulled me into like the hallway with her, I guess. Yeah. And I was like, what's the big deal? It's just job of the hut. Yeah. I can't really imagine being in the headspace where I'd rather sit in a hallway and do nothing for like two hours than just watch a movie that you don't like that much. Yeah. But whatever. Um, So that's a really funny one. I do really uh, like... There's a, a toy that came out in the 90s where, for whatever reason, you could, like, fill Jabba with slime, and slime would just come out of his mouth. Makes sense. So that Sounds was like a, f- a toy from, like, the early 2000s. That was, a, that was a cool thing. Um, and then in the movies, I really love it whenever he rips that little... He's eating, like, a so, little frog or a chicken or something, way, and he spits the head at the gong, and that's how the race starts. Yeah, I like that. Beldorion uh, made his first appearance in Planet of Twilight. Oh, okay. That's a, yeah, a book. And that would have been Barbara Hambly. Was the I, yeah, I haven't read anything by her. Is that part of a series? Yeah. Nope. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, mm. It says the Castilla Trilogy? Callista Trilogy. Ugh. That does not sound good at all. Mm. It probably came on the late 90s, early 2000s. 97. Yeah. Well, I own it. God, I guess I'll read it. I want to hear about Baldora. Um, okay, so what's your favorite hut memory? Just anything off the top of your head. I like... Uh, oh, that was really loud in my ears. I like that he wanted his money from Solo, and then once he actually had Solo, he didn't thaw him out to get his money back. He just left him on the walls decoration. That's a baller move yeah that's baller status right it there. really goes to show you that the, the how, money, how little he actually cared about the, the money the, it was it was the principle yeah which is such a gangster it's the principle thing. of the thing um i think it's very interesting there's that there's this middle right here where the huts are forced to join the shadow collective with maul and savage and then when that falls kind of falls apart a little bit when i don't know does the Shadow Collective fall no, apart? No, the Huts kind of get out of that because they have their, uh, I guess the Huts that... They work with Dooku. The Huts that aren't there mm-hmm. are just like, all right. Yeah. Like, I don't think he ever gets a job under his thumb or anything like that. I remember, I think Savage kills one. Yes. I, want, I can't remember which one. 
but I remember Dude, they had imagine their, their how mercs. They had Embo and, you know, the Dengar and them. Yeah. Imagine having to, you know, if you had a regular knife and there was someone that was like seven or 800 pounds and you cut them with it, I feel like it would hurt them, but I feel like it would do less damage than if I cut you because there's less to get through. Imagine if you have a lightsaber. I can't imagine the same just little would kill somebody. You'd have to... I mean, there would still be nothing holding his insides in. you just have to really... Kind of like the... Uh, like slicing a ham? Yeah, you'd have to just like... Nya, nya, I know, I just kind of think nya. about the tauntaun. You yeah. Know, Han does that little slice and everything's like... <laughs> I'm here now. Yeah, but... <laughs> that's like cutting open a horse versus cutting open like a rhinoceros. Like, I think that their skin is very tough. Anyways, that's just a funny thing to me. I don't know. Zorba, uh, or not Zorba, but... Uh, What's his face? Baldorian. Yeah, but Beldorion is looking kind of buff in this picture as well. He's looking swole. He's swole. He looks like Zarbon's final form, if you're a Dragon Ball Z <laughs> fan. Yeah, he does. Um, okay, so are the Huts the grossest species in Star Wars? I'm talking sentient beings. <sighs> That's a good question. I'm trying to think of, like, grosser species... Because there are some species that are, like, secretly sentient. Like, um, the thing from, uh, what's Oh, Dianoga. Yeah. He was, he was aware more so than anybody thought. You know what I mean? Like, he had, yeah, he had an awareness of his surroundings from a certain point of view. Or was that a girl? I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it was a girl. Um, yeah, she's pretty gross. I think the huts are, like, more, like, surface-level gross. They smell and they're slimy and they kind of. Oh, yeah, she's she gross. She me out every time I watch it. Yeah, yeah when they get the close up the, and it's like. Yeah, but the dance, the, the real wide. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Dude, what is up with the desk today? I don't know. Our legs are more spread out than usual. <laughs> um, whoops. Dang. Grocer species. Now, off the top of my head, I'm coming up dry. Yeah, they're pretty gross. Okay, and that leads me into the final question, okay? Uh, name three species, if you had to choose to be a species in Star Wars, name three species that you would rather be a hut than this species. And this can be, I guess this could be, sorry, this could be non-sentient as well. Uh, what's the little, the little beak guy? Rather be a hut than him. Who? The, the annoying one around Jabba's palace. Oh, a Kawaki and Monkey Lizard? Yeah, I have that. <laughs> but if you, there's a show on Disney Plus called Star Wars Resistance, and if you look it up, there's a Kawaki and Ape Lizard. So obviously the monkey is the little annoying one, and there's this giant one oh that's... You remember the mean dog from uh, Lady in the Tramp 2 Scamps Adventure? That's like... That really scary one? No? Not really. All right. Well, there's a Kawaki and Ape Lizard, and this thing's like... The only thing I remember from that this... movie is how Scam goes, Slick Moo. I remember how yeah. hot the girl dog was. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and I just made fun of that Slick Move line that we're going to try and focus on. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the Kawaki and Ape Lizard is... It's more like... I would still rather be a hut. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because... It's pretty cool, though, that it's big. Um, okay, so... I feel like there are a lot of perks that come with being a hut. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so Kowaki and Monkey Lizard, that's one. <sighs> we'll stagger it. Okay, you want me to go? Yeah. 
Um, I think I would rather be a hut than a, um, let's see, dang. I think I'd rather be a hut than a weak way. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of dumb and like, and they're always getting used. Like there's never a, a boss that's a weak way. I guess Hondo's. Hondo, but he's one in a million. He's one in a million. Okay. I would rather be a hut than a, um. I picked my third. Okay, go ahead. I'll just go three for three. Corrin. Okay. I'd rather be a hut than a Corrin. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is that? I just don't like him. Hmm. I just feel like you can have a normal life. I mean, I guess you can if you're a hut as well. Yeah, you can have a normal life as the extra for Davy Jones in Dragon Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> if you're a Corrin? Yeah. That's so funny. Okay, uh, I would rather be a hut than a um, Dianoga. You mentioned that already. But uh, I don't like the... I just would hate to be on that freaking... I mean, I guess it explodes eventually. But imagine just being in that trash compactor. She seemed to have her own secret room she came out of and went yeah, into. Yeah, but it just... I don't know how that like works. Sucks. Um, I'd rather be a hut than... But you could be that species. It doesn't mean you have to live in the trash compactor on the Death Star. It's Yeah, but it just still seems like a terrible existence. I don't know. They seem to be chilling in the swamps where she was captured. Um... I would rather be a hut than, oh man, I'm trying to think of all the You know what, I'm, I'm sure thinking about it, if you're born a hut, you got a pretty sweet life. You know what I mean? You wouldn't know anything different. I'd rather be a, a hut than a Geonosian. Oh yeah, screw those guys. Hive mind also, no autonomy. Yeah, it sucks. Forget that. And you get gassed by the Empire. Um, and I'd rather be a hut than a Tuscan Raider. He's rather, uh, interesting. Because here's the thing. I feel like a Tuscan would have such a simple, carefree life. They seem stressed to the max at all times. I mean, you're living on Tatooine. They're doing what they got with what they got. Yeah, I know, but, like, any but story, like, any story you read, like, legends or canon, they don't have a lot of responsibilities, man. Yeah, what well, you, okay, you're taking your mind into, hey, man, I'm just doing my thing. But every time you read a story about Tuscans, they're like, those frickin' water farmers stealing our frickin' water. Like, they just seem like they're so upset at all times. And that's my beat. What are you gonna learn? The consequences! What is that from? That uh, rant from, like, the, the video where the kid's ranting about Sonic. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, idiots, the frickin' fricks. <laughs> He's literally ranting about Sonic video games for 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, uh, I was like, what, is, what are his parents doing? They just let him yell for... Like, I feel as a Jawa, you you scavenge the desert, but they love the desert. You're making money. You're make, you have a relationship with... Yeah, but the Tuscans with... view the desert as their ancestral home. So... Yeah, I know. But it's different. Like, the Jawas just see it as a great opportunity. They're not like, that's our sand, don't touch it. But... It's just the Tuscan seems so stressed at all times. I'd rather be a hut. I don't know. And you get to indulge all your vices. You're you pretty much at risk. You can do that as a rich, as a Tuscan. Not really. You can't even look at a girl's face. Yeah, but you can just shoot some dude for no reason. Can you imagine? Wow. So we know what my vices are. Looking at pretty women, Samuel's murder. <laughs> Go big or go home, you know? <laughs> Anybody can look at a woman. I just feel like as a hut, 
You could kill somebody for no reason. You could do whatever you want. You're a billionaire. Yeah, but everybody's Any like, oh my god. To, for whatever you... reason, everybody loves you. And here's you make the thing: money. You're a you're a hut, and you kill somebody. Everybody's like, oh my god. You see, John just killed that guy. If you're a Tuscan Raider, like Tuscans, freaking Tuscans. Man. Would you rather what are you be? Do? Would you rather be a hut or a gunkin? Hut for sure. Hut for sure. For sure. Okay. Would you rather be a hut or a tauntaun? Tauntaun. Really? Yeah, they're just chilling. I feel like they're just. You kidding. wouldn't know any better, bro. You're yeah. a, you're freaking. That's why. That's why I was trying to. Basically, you trying to keep it. Most dogs. I was trying to keep it more sentient because yeah, you can just say yeah, you wouldn't freaking. Tauntauns don't know any better. Okay, would you rather be a hut or a um a Chadra fan? Yeah, I'm, I'm really sticking with the fact that Hut's kind of got a sweet hookup. They have a sweet hookup. They kind of have a sweet hookup. They're gross, but when you're rich, you're not as gross. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine your job of the Hut. You are definitely... I even... think Jabba loves his life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Jabba the Hut... Jabba's not like, man, wish I was born a human... Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, he'd never thought that in his life. Job of the Hut definitely enjoys... He's also enjoys... the Grand Hut, so of all the Huts, he's the Huttiest. Yeah, he enjoys his life way more than... Imagine being a little bat guy, and everywhere you go, you have to ask someone to hand you your drink down here like this. But in Mall Lockdown... The Chadra uh, fan's coil, pretty ballin'. That, that Chadra fan coil, he's, he's supposed to be super strong, so... That's he, what I miss about... He just picked up a dude and carried yeah, it that's like one a of sack thing, of potatoes. That's one of the things I miss about Star Wars Legends material because now... I tried to I tried to verify that canon. I couldn't find any sources to verify or to say that they're... No, they're weak. They yeah, need yeah, some yeah. milk. I see what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing there. They need some milk. I feel like in, now I do enjoy the, um, the cohesiveness of everything. Yeah. Like, everything's got to make sense. Have you noticed how gradually we both just started leaning back this way further and further as the episode goes on? I just noticed that. We're turning into huts. <laughs> it's the gradual oh, evolution. Oh, oh, you oh. tell a joke, next joke will go, oh, oh, oh. And then the next joke I'll be like, oh, oh, oh. And then the final joke of the episode, it'll be straight, oh, oh, oh. So I need it's to make three more jokes. Anymore. Yeah, I guess if uh, like Okay, away. would you rather... this book's rules. <laughs> would you rather be a When did this turn into a game of would you rather? I don't know. I'm just... I'm... Are you asking me one? I don't know. <laughs> hey, what species is Zam Wessel? Do you remember? Changeling. <laughs> they did. I, I. I don't think they gave her a species name. They just called her a changeling. I'm sure there is one. I mean, I'm sure it's, it exists. I don't know it off the top of my head. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, would you rather be a hut or the species that Max Rebo is? Do you know who Max Rebo is? The blue elephant guy. That's like. Oh, that guy's just chilling. And he's a stellar musician. Ooh. Would you rather be a hut or a bith? I, that's what I was going to say. Nailed it. Hut. Hut or immune? <sighs> Dang, now you got two long-lived species, both very affluent species. I would say the immunes have just as much cash if you're in the right family, but you're also more respected, and you're just more mobile. Yeah. You can't play disc golf as a hut. Also, I'm thinking as immune, I thought it was funny that, and again, this is Legends material. But and in, you're more likely to be force sensitive just by luck of the draw. In Plagueis, 
they were talking about the kind of mindset of immune mm -hmm. and they were saying how they realized you know later on how resource rich Munilinst is and so then they installed like a super big sky hook because when they started looking at other planets to make their man these planets kind of suck mm -hmm. so they wanted to preserve their planet mm -hmm. so that nobody can come see it so it's just for them and also they realized how much money they had and then they were like well, we don't really want to have more of us because then we have to share the wealth more. So they don't even breed that much specifically for the purpose of having more money for themselves. I think that's ballin'. Yeah, I think between... And they're not slugs. They're not and slugs. they're not slugs. Yeah, between a hut and a mune, I'd probably be immune. Would you rather look like a slug or like Voldemort? I'm probably going to go Voldemort. You know, I've still yeah. got legs. Yeah, you've got probably as much money if you're in the right family. Also, and you're also, respectable. It's clean money. I mean, it's probably dirty money, but Plagueis, everybody thinks it's clean money. As Higo Damask has huts coming to him for favors. Yeah. You're the godfather. So, I think Munes have a pretty sweet Yeah, you're, when you're a hut, you kind of are sleazy. You kind of are like, ugh, I don't want to deal with the hut. Everybody knows you're a gangster right off the bat. Yeah. When you're a, you know, like you said, when about, you're... When Plagueis was walking about on Naboo, everybody was like, oh, oh my god, look at Mune. Yeah. You're big, you know what -in. Yeah. Can we think of a, a more naturally influential and well-to-do species than immune? Like, you're automatically born into a life of luxury as immune. Like, 95%. A species that's, as a, just a culture, just literally just richer? No, probably not. Humans kind of run it's, everything. It's a good day to be immune. But you could be a slave or you could be super rich. Right. That's what... I think munes, like you said... Also, they live for a long time. It's cream of the crop. And they've got three it's hearts. creme de la creme de la Edgar you know at that? all times. Munes have three hearts. Two of them are under voluntary control. Again, Legends material, but... It's all the same. There's not a lot of I canon still, material on munes. I still believe so it. So i got to go with Legends. Yeah, I'd say munes are probably the... That's a pretty ballin' species to you be. You get the best start at life. Also, you get to be at secret meetings and say... The banking plan will sign your treaty. <laughs> I would love to And then be you a... get to go to the much less secret meeting and be like, we have no idea what you're talking about. I would say if there was a species I could choose and take war... Would you rather be a hut or a Nemoidian? Oh, hut for sure. <laughs> Nemoidians are sleazy. And they're always <laughs> working sleazy. for some... Yeah, but they're working for someone else. If I'm going to be a sleaze ball, at least I can be the head ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting that on your headstone. <laughs> he was Died always... headball. <laughs> now I'm doing what he loved, being headball. Oh my god. <laughs> um, that's kind of funny because on Father, our mom's husband, side... Father, husband, brother, headball. <laughs> on, our on our mom's side, the last name is Ball. Oh yeah. Way to tell everybody. Dude, what if... <laughs> hey... So does uh, that make fun our, fact for people that, who stuck around for the end of the episode. Does that make our granddad headball? He's, for the, now, he's the oldest one. My mom, growing up. <laughs> and this won't tell you anything because I never choose my mother's last name as any security questions. So, you're effed. But, uh, <laughs> her first name's Donna. She grew up with the last name Ray, spelled R-H-E-A. And she somehow made the mistake of telling us one time that she got made fun of in her driver's ed class when the instructor read out her name as Donneria. <laughs> and that's, oh, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That's official payback, Donna, for never watching our podcast. So. 
Send it on home. <laughs> if I could be one species and war doesn't count, I think the best life would be Wookiees. Wookiees are chilling, bro. Super chill. Wookiees cool are chilling. You can climb a tree super easy. Yeah, you live, you basically live in like Hawaii. Yeah. But also, if you've played <laughs> Fallen mm. Order... The natural it's, species on there kind of suck. It's like Australia out there, bro. Everything wants to kill you. But, I mean, you're a Wookiee, so... You're civilized. Yeah. All right. I don't think we can end on a higher note than that story. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Don't forget, like this video, subscribe to the channel, share this video with your friends and family, and uh, all your Star Wars bros or... Sisters? Sister friends. <laughs> and, wow. Uh, and uh, also, um, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we will see you guys next week. You know what? And remember... <laughs> you know what? Even if your name is Donneria... <laughs> the only family you have here is me. See y'all next week. <laughs>